All right, all right. Boom, baby. Welcome to the Rising Up Mentality, a podcast designed to help build breakthrough mindsets that have you becoming more, doing more, and ultimately giving more. I am your host, Jeff Reiser. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring stories of adversity that have led to success and breakthrough, along with leadership and mentorship from real people relating to ways you can begin rising up against circumstances and obstacles in your business life and personal life. To experience that, it starts with adopting an Amor Fadi mindset, which is the formula for human greatness, where you learn to embrace the process and learn to accept that the challenges we face each day, understanding they are absolutely necessary to experience true growth. You can learn more about Amor Fadi at my website, risingup.com. And here we go. All right, welcome back to the Rising Up Mentality, episode number 10. So before we start today, I have one favor to ask as I continue to bring content every single Monday for you. It's actually a very simple favor. So if you've gained anything out of our Mondays together, if you've learned anything or you've been inspired by any of the stories so far, one simple favor I ask from you. Subscribe, write a review, and just share with one friend. I have no other fee for this. There's no subscription you have to buy. Simply just subscribe on the platform that you listen on. um, And that way you're notified every single week of a new episode that launches and write a short review and share. That's all I ask. So here we are, another Monday, a day that we get to go see Karen at the office, a day that we wake frustrated, a day that we have to do certain things. But does it really have to be that way? So last week, I discussed specifically about co-elevating in the workplace, uh, co-elevating in relationships and and in business, um, and also why we should be leading without authority, meaning leading without a title, leading without waiting for somebody to tell us to lead. And I received a lot of feedback on that episode, specifically on understanding that we need to start leading without authority, but how do we actually do it? How do we step up and lead in our environments without feeling that we don't matter, um, how we don't make a difference in our cultures, and, and no one else seems to care? So I want to discuss that with you specifically today on how you can exactly do that with confidence versus anxiety uh, and versus worrying about being judged. And I don't care if you're a Walmart greeter. I don't care if you're at the Wendy's drive through if you have a 20 plus year corporate career, um, if you're the guy that shovels on the job uh, of the construction site. Even without a title, you can still lead. Even without feeling important, you can still lead. You can still spearhead that culture change. You can still make bold suggestions on the operation of the company. You can still lead your family out of debt even if you're not the breadwinner in the family, even if you stay home and take care of the kids, which is a, an important job. So how many of you are, are sick of feeling unappreciated or sick of the culture of the environment that you're in? Sick of those Karens uh, that we have to deal with every single day? And how many of you are just sick and tired of going to work each day only to come home unfulfilled? Right? Life is not designed to just go to work every single day and pay bills and then ultimately die. And a lot of us get caught up in uh, that exactly. So if that's you, that's your fault. And I know that's really bold to say, but it's your fault if you are remaining stuck or waking each day with a lack of inspiration or lack of fulfillment. And if you're not making those necessary changes to lead yourself and lead your family, then it's no one else's fault but yours. So if you're complaining about work and, and how it's managed, if you're complaining about you know the income that you earn, if you're complaining about the, the vibe 
in your business or environment, and you don't step up and, and share proven theories to, to suggest change, or you don't find another environment to be in or another place to work, then that's on you. Now, with that said, I know that sounds really easy to do, but the reality is there, there's, there's nothing easy about that. But if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, I, I have some steps for you to take so that you can begin leading in the workplace with, the, with, with confidence, so that you can form bonds and, and build a strong foundation that gets laid out so that we have success or you have success and fulfillment. And that success and fulfillment is, is what it means to work in a place where leaders, they prioritize the well-being of their people, and in return, their people give everything they've got to protect and advance the well-being of each other and the actual organization. So if you're unfulfilled, if you want to advance your career, if you want to build better relationships, it's time that you become that leader that you wish you had. And I think the problem with that is people complicate leadership. They, they still make it harder than what it has to be. And I think it's because most people don't feel comfortable being a leader because they have never been really granted that permission. You don't need permission. There's no certificate of leadership that, that you need. And, you know, all great leadership... It starts with a decision. It starts with an internal decision to take control of whatever situation that we're in and taking control to be more valuable to your organization. But before you can even create you know, that circle of safety per se within your group or within your environment, before we can even lead without feeling like you know, we're going to be looked down on or that our opinion doesn't matter or that we get viewed as you know, someone that maybe is overstepping our boundaries, the very first thing you have to do is, is switch behaviors and you have to switch mindsets. It's the very first thing that you have to do. So what I mean by that is just imagine being able to switch the mindset within your organization or within your environment where other people are wanting to do something versus having to do something, right? Wanting to do something versus having to do something. And then going above and beyond in the workplace or in the environment, not because they have to, but because they want to. And you can actually create that with the other people that you're connected with. You can start creating that with those people and start building that culture with your leadership. And when you start leading that way, the right people start to realize that opportunities are given to people that go above and beyond what they are paid to do. It's a major problem in corporate America, major problem even in you know, our relationships, which leads to those same people doing things that are unexpected, that others start to notice and follow, like becoming that unexpected leader. And over time, this slowly weeds out those people that are just not meant to be there, those bad apples per se that ruin the entire bunch. It slowly starts to leave people behind that don't connect well with a co-elevating culture. And eventually, those leadership seeds get passed on to the right people. And that is where you start to build positive culture. So if you want to start leading without authority, there's some things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to start gaining the respect of the other people that, um, uh, that you're around if you want to be taken seriously. Uh, whether you've been with that company for a week or you've been with that company for you know 20 or 30 years. And I think the best way an employee can start to create respect from others as a leader you have to ask yourself some very specific questions and be transparent and open and honest when you answer these you know, questions for yourself. That first one is, what can I do today to demonstrate a higher level of accountability? 
The second one is how easy am I to work with? That's a really tough question to be transparent and honest with ourselves with. So my hope for you is that you are fully transparent with yourself and you take full ownership when you answer that question. How easy am I to work with? And the third one is really, really important. This is where you really start to gain some respect and start to get noticed. What can I do today that goes above and beyond what I am paid to do? And when you do those things, when you demonstrate accountability, when you're easy to work with, when you do things that go above and beyond what you're paid to do, you are looked at with a much higher respect and you are the person that people come to and they believe in. Your value in the company elevates, which makes you so much more powerful when you share your wisdom You know, in that team meeting, when you voice your opinion to your coworkers, when you suggest how things are done within the organization to your boss. And when you become that person of influence, when you develop good leadership, you can establish a culture where everyone actually matters and understanding that a culture is created by what is tolerated and what is promoted that always starts with leadership that doesn't always mean you have to be or have to have a title to be a leader everyone can be a leader if they want to and as i mentioned earlier what do we see so often with the karens at work and and i feel bad for karen this year anybody that's named karen you're just getting beat up in 2020 But what do we see so often with those people at work? Or what is the one thing that we hear most? That's their job, not mine. Or the the other thing that people say is, I don't get paid to do that. I don't get paid for that. Those people come to work with no ambition. They come to work with no pride, no drive, and no care. And they say things like, I don't get paid for that, or that's not my job. And they proceed to just coast through life, um, you know, the way they want to. And they kind of just wash their life away. So ideally, you want to change that. Ideally, you want to be able to create an environment where people are inspired to show up, they feel safe while they're there, and they go home fulfilled. And I want that same thing for you. So in a perfect world, you want your team to also be inspired to contribute more and have the mindset that has them wanting to be difference makers rather than just there for a paycheck. It has them stepping up just like you to be a leader. Somebody has to start. And in that perfect world, every one of our relationships operate the same way. But again, we're not in a perfect world. So how can we create that? It's all going to start by creating a vision of where you are going as an employee, where you are going as a friend, where you are going as a spouse, where you are going as a leader, as a company together. And it has to start with understanding where people are at and what are their specific needs. And if they don't align with the culture that you're trying to create, if they don't align with the people that are in the system or in the environment, be okay with that. They're not meant to be there. It's okay for people to come and go. It's okay for people to come and go in your life. So the only way you can actually determine where to start making these changes is really getting to know the people that you work with, getting to know the people that you're in friendships with, getting to people to know or getting to know the people that you are uh, associated with trying to understand what motivates them, asking, again, very specific questions to get very specific answers. What are these people motivated by? Is it challenges? Is it money? Are they looking to have a title? What are they about? What's important to them? Where do they see themselves in the next five years? And if they change nothing today, are they okay with that? If nothing changes today, are they okay with where they're going to be five years from now? And that's a question you have to ask yourself as well. If nothing changes today, are you okay being in the same environment, being in the same relationship? 
And then having those transparent conversations with those key teammates that you just pinpointed and letting them know that you are aware nothing is perfect right now and asking them what can be better. What are we not doing right now that is not allowing you to feel inspired or feel like you are not part of the mission or feeling like you can't make an impact? You have to make it 100% about them. And as you continue to develop yourself and continue to gain more respect and your uh, ideas and your leadership is more embraced by the people that you're surrounded with, understand fully that leadership is a choice. It's not something that you do just Monday through Friday, nine to five. And I say this really often, if the only thing people knew about you was what you shared on social media, are you okay with that? With what you share on social media, does that portray who you are Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 p.m.? So you must play that leadership role every single day and be true to yourself to make an impact and build trust. And understanding that leadership is really about influence and how we use it and ultimately how we make other people feel, right? Being that role model for the behavior that we wish to see in the other people that we're trying to lead. And as you continue to lead without authority, without having that title, Guess what? The culture starts to shift. The people that are meant to be there stay, and the people that are not, they eliminate themselves. And I can tell you that is a good thing, right? Your culture is the character and the personality of your entire organization or your entire environment. It's, the, it's your brand, your internal and external brands. It's what makes you unique. It's what attracts like-minded talent, and that could be good or bad. If your culture is bad, it's going to attract that type of talent, right? It determines your employee satisfaction, your culture does. Right? It affects the, the performance um, and it affects the, the customer interactions. It's what drives engagement. If your culture sucks, guess what? Your engagement sucks. That's just the truth. It's going to set the tone within your four walls and with your reputation in the community and who you are as an individual. So I really want you to think about this, right? No matter how successful we are in life, when we die, because that day is going to come, when we die, no one is determined the winner of life. Same thing in business. No one is determined the winner of business. There's no such thing. No such thing as winning in relationships. The true value of an organization or the true value of a relationship is going to be measured by the desire of others to contribute uh, to that. That's what is going to keep that thing succeeding. And when you become, you know, an infinite-minded leader who works really hard so that employees or their coworkers or the people we are in relationships with, who works really hard to keep them inspired and to keep them contributing uh, with their time and their talents, that's where culture changes. And that's going to start with you leading without authority, stepping up and being that leader who wants to see change. So that infinite mindset or that culture that you are trying to create is no different than trying to get into shape, right? We, we can choose you know, to follow some things to, to help us get into shape, like exercising, but um, when we choose not to do all of the things, like maybe we're not eating correctly. Maybe, you know, maybe we're not you know, fully completing our workouts. Maybe we're not getting enough water in or, or, or not getting enough sleep. Maybe not working on stress management. We're only going to get some of the benefits. Whereas if we follow everything it takes to get healthy and get into shape, we're more likely to see the benefits of that. And that points me to one other thing, too, that, you know, if we want to lead without authority, if we want to gain respect, if we want others to believe in us, 
One of the best things you can do for yourself is focus on your mind, body, and spirit. Focus on your health. And that starts with your physical health, you know, getting into shape, making sure you're eating the right foods, fueling your body with the right nutrition. I'm going through that right now where I just introduced myself or got introduced um, to a completely different focus of, of nutrition, really focusing on organic foods, understanding, you know, the pesticides and the herbicides that are in our food. And I can tell you what, I feel amazing. And um, it's a focus for that or on that so that I can continue to lead. I can continue to have the right focus. I can continue to have the respect of the people around me. Healthier people are happier people. That's a fact, right? No different when you're trying to create this infinite-minded culture where everyone is on board. No different when you are working on gaining the respect of the people you work with, even the Karens. Again, Karen, I am sorry. So, Here's why I think culture started to struggle and most organizations today struggle to have their employees wanting to lead to developing a culture that has everybody winning. It started when uh, the company, right, their interest trumped the interests of their employees and their customers. That is when capitalism abuse started, right? A company that makes just money is a very poor kind of business. I think Henry Ford said that. So if companies could learn to just offer more value, then they'd have more money that would flow in to advance that company. And the only way to offer more value is to have the employees on board with the mission of making a difference. And the only way to have the employees on board, someone has to lead. And that has to be you if you're not happy the way things are being led. And most of this capitalism abuse it started in the 70s, right, where we started to have these high-level CEOs abusing the system for personal gain, which led to the lack of trust from their employees. And from the uh, company culture uh, standpoint, none of it changed, right? Many, if not all, companies still deal with that today. So hear me on these statistics, right? So if we go all the way back to 1978, the average CEO made 30 times the average worker's salary. 30 times. Pretty significant. Fast forward to 2016, that average had increased over 800%, right? 271 times the average worker's salary. That's a 950% increase in their earnings. So the American worker, they have only seen 11% in their earnings, 11% increase in their earnings. So can you see why people are so frustrated? Do you see why people do not have the confidence or the urge or the desire to lead within their organizations? They feel completely unsafe. They feel unappreciated. They don't feel important. So this is why that pe- this is why people have that mindset. That's not my job. I don't get paid to do that. So why do we feel that? We feel that because it has been since 1978 when capitalism abuse really started to take over that it's been profit over people at the end of the day. Even if it keeps wages down or laying people off, it's profit over people at the end of the day. And this is why people come to work with a mindset that the leaders and the company just don't give a damn about them. And at the end of the day, bringing donuts in or bringing lunch in, um, you know, it's not enough for people to feel safe. They want to share in the wealth. You know, money, you, know you, you think money buys happiness or people say money buys happiness. That's, that's false, right? Money doesn't buy happiness, but it does allow us to do the things that make us happy. It does allow us to 
make an impact. Now, I'm not against companies making profits. I'm not against CEOs making healthy salaries. But what I can say is that many of them truly um, abuse it. Many of them truly earned it and have built things from the ground up where they now have the ability to offer many people employment. That's making an impact. But it tends to stop right there, right? People over profit is really what it should be. And, you know, again, it gets back to creating that environment where people should be able to wake inspired, they should feel safe while they're there, and they should go home fulfilled. That is very difficult to do. The problem is that companies are always asking how they can get the most production out of their people, whereas that question should really be, how do I create a culture that has my people naturally working their best because they want to, not because they have to? And trust has to come before performance, um, and employees can truly feel that. They can feel when their coworkers have zero passion for their work. And as you know, energy attracts energy. So whether it's positive or negative. So if you're around a group of coworkers who have zero passion for their work, guess what? That's going to spread throughout the environment. And what that does is it leads people to go elsewhere. And all of this responsibility is of the leader. And although leaders are not responsible for uh, the coworkers' production, they are responsible for developing the people that produce that help co-elevate the team, and that starts with you. So if you're not being taken serious at work, if you're not being taken serious in your environments, there are some things that you can do to start to get noticed, to start making a positive shift. One, get to know the people you work with on an individual level. Two, lead with integrity. Do what you said you were going to do. I was fortunate enough to hear um, Drew Brees one of the most respected NFL quarterbacks of all time just because of who the man he is, the father is, the leader that he is. And he went on to say um, he leads with integrity um, every single day. He is the first person to pull into that parking lot when there's training or, or a game or you know whatever it may, meeting, whatever it may be, and he's the last one to leave. And he went on to say that how can he expect other people to step up to the plate and lead if he isn't? Okay, so lead with integrity. Third one, show people they actually give a damn. People do not feel important. People do not feel appreciated. Show people that you actually give a damn. And here are 10 things that you can, that take zero talent from you, that you can start with leading to gain the respect of the environment that you're in. Being on time, having good work ethic, putting in uh, a real effort, body language, your energy, your attitude, your passion, your willingness to learn, doing extra, going above and beyond, right? And being prepared. We, are, we must promote a culture and a lifestyle in a way that improves other people's lives. And you can do that by leading without authority. But if you doubt yourself, if you doubt that you can actually lead, then don't. Then quit. Don't lead. Remain in the environment that has you unfulfilled and unappreciated. However, what I can promise is this. Something amazing comes from getting uncomfortable every single time you get uncomfortable. If you want to wake inspired each day, if you want to feel safe in your environments, if you want to feel fulfilled at the end of each day, you have to take every single opportunity to get uncomfortable and lead without authority, regardless of someone else's opinion. It goes back to the questions that I asked you earlier. What can I do today to demonstrate a higher level of accountability how easy am I to work with? And what can I do today that goes above and beyond what I am paid to do? 
that will change your culture. That will have you leading without authority. I'll share this quote again. Do you want to spend the second half of your life doing what you have done the first half of your life? So if you're still listening, I'm guessing you're looking for some change in your life. Start rising up, not tomorrow, start rising up today. And stop being a Karen. So here's how you can serve the world. If this brings you any value at all, please subscribe on the platform you listen on, rate, write a short review so more people can hear the value of other real people sharing their stories on this podcast. You can email me at jeff at risingup.com. You can follow me on Facebook under Rising Up and on Instagram at rising.up. I encourage you to connect with me, share your thoughts on this episode or share your thoughts on how I can serve you better on this podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting risingup.com where the Amor Fadi apparel is now available. Always remember, you don't have to be perfect to be amazing. Keep rising up with me each week. Your host, Jeff Riser of the Rising Up Mentality, and we'll see you next week.